Peter, do you know how to make um, Moroccan chicken soup? No. Well, let me fill you in real quick. First up, you go to Publix and you forgot to write all the ingredients down. And you go to the deli because you remember that's there was something about deli chicken. And I said, can y'all shred this chicken? And they said, yeah, we can shred this chicken. Which what they meant was we're going to finely cut deli meat. And it's not actually shredded chicken. But I didn't learn that till later. So shredded deli chicken. It was a bad idea. Okay. Then you get two tubs of vegetable stock. Now, we're going to act like you already got home from the store. Because that was the only stressful part. I'm having flashbacks to you reading off the... uh... And then we went to the dog park. And then we went to the dog park. Vegetable stock, mushrooms, carrots, two cans of garbanzo beans. Some people call them chickpeas. I always called them honey beans growing up. I call them beans. hummus fruit. Hummus fruit. Dessert hummus, highly recommend the dessert hummus if you haven't had I it. I think that's just called chocolate dip. Chocolate dip. I love it. Dessert hummus. Uh, you add all that in there. You boil it up. Add some curry, some spices of choice, maybe some garlic. Bam! Kick it up a notch. And then you, uh, at the end, pour in a whole bucket of couscous, which is good. And then you add some a bag of arugula. And then Who? you put a lid on it. Arugula? You know what they call it in uh, in France, right? No. Roquette. They call arugula roquette. Uh-oh. Hold up. There was a wasp. There was a wasp emergency. Last night I was late to the stream because of a spaghetti emergency, and now we have a wasp emergency, many types of emergencies. And you also had a Bebop B emergency? We're going to get to the Bebop B emergency. Bebop, the problem with Bebop is that he's a very strong hunter, and he can hunt anything, be it bugs or chipmunks or squirrels, and he chose a bee this time, and it was a hell of a moment. So after you've added all this to the pot and you close it, you let it cook a little longer. Is it juicy enough? I sure hope so. And then you're going to take some of that deli chicken, put that in and stir it up at the end because it's already cooked. All right. And then boom, you've got Moroccan chicken stew. And why, why is that important this week, Peter? Because we're learning about pious living. Okay. The other day when I ate a whole can of grave robber beans. Yes. Little did I know, makes for a pretty good lunch. I don't even have to eat it in under two minutes. I don't even have to chug those beans down. It's probably better if you don't. You think so? Yeah. But I don't know a lot about dieting, but... You know, in American Ninja Warrior, they have these different uh, stages and stunts that you have to go through. And I think one of the stunts of testing my physical body is... Making it, making it eat those beans real fast, you know? Think about you're a small intestine. You're pretty used to some pretty large meals. I'm not surprising my small intestine at any point. Wait, I'm a small intestine? Yeah, you imagine you are okay. if it had consciousness. And then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, whoa, hold up. What do y'all got coming in here? And the stomach's like, you're not going to believe this. It's so many beans. And it's like, well, is he just eating them? No, he's ch- he's slurping beans down. They're all the way down there. It's coming really fast. Like, there's more beans than you think. I got to let this shit out. And the small intestine has to just kind of buck up and become the best version of themselves and process those beans and become stronger. You know, I, I feel like I should know more about the small and large intestine as an adult. Like, that seems so important in school when we were younger, and I really couldn't tell you anything. I just remember them saying, oh, it's so long, it's so far away, you know, you could hang it out and it would be longer than a VW bug, 
Yeah. It, you but know, how is that useful or helpful as far as information goes? I keep thinking about quotes that have just made recurrences in my life over and over. And it's Paul Simon asking why we're so fucking soft in the middle. And it's like, we got these rib cages and my, my body seems protected, but you can punch me in the kidney. That's not that protected. You know, you can punch me in the intestines. We just have this big, soft middle. And you know what they'll tell you in Hollywood? You know what Hollywood will say? Your soft middle should look like Lego bricks on the outside. And that's absurd, Peter. That's an absurd concept. I understand wanting to have a strong, tough midsection. My midsection in the rib area succumbed to some deep scarification recently. Not by choice, but in honor of Jimmy Lloyd. And I'm sitting here today in this cute-ass polo shirt because this fabric feels good on my wound. And that's the kind of adult I am today. Oh, I have to wear this shirt. Why? Is it for work? No. It's because I have wounds. What a time. Um, What was I saying, Peter? Emergencies. Emergencies. There's lots of types of emergencies. I didn't have many emergencies this weekend. And I'll tell you the truth, Peter. I had a pretty good time wrestling all weekend. There's a few reasons for that. Okay? Number one reason? Pious living. Budgeting. Okay? I knew going into this, I said... See, when you say pious living, I think that means eating more pies. I come from a very pious lifestyle where if there's banana cream or key lime or cherry or strawberry or a lemon meringue or a chocolate Swiss, whatever kind of pie is offered, apple, pear, peach pie. You had peach pie, Peter? Phenomenal. Better as a cobbler. Who would have guessed... I would eat that pie, and now I'm looking at uh, the way I want to save for my family going forward and the way I want to build my life and having a little yard for the slack line and the dogs, which I don't think is a big ask. I'm going to make some financial choices, which include being more pious, which in my mind is like being more like a monk, right? Like you have all of what you need with you. You don't need anything else. Pious living. Pies are good, though. Pies are good. You like tiramisu? Not really. It's a divisive dessert. It's not a pie, but I just like to check in with people. I like it too much, and it makes my stomach sick. Oh, so you do like it. Yeah, it doesn't like I me. think I could eat a whole buffet tray of yeah. tiramisu. I, I went to... I My weight fluctuates quite a bit. Like I've just I range from skinny, skinny, skinny to fat, skinny. Do you want to hear the weights I've wrestled at? Yeah. I've wrestled at weights between 178 and 241 pounds. That is a 60-pound swing, Peter. Damn. So I know about holding and losing and gaining and being bigger. And I feel like it's uh, it can control you if you think about it too much. Did it control you? No, because I don't have a scale anymore. Yeah. You get rid of those yeah. things and you go, I'm going to eat and I'm going to not overdo it and I'm going to be healthy enough and I'm going to... I also had an eating disorder in high school, which is why we don't do. Well, I think it's probably more common with men than we'd ever like to admit. You just don't broadcast it. Yeah, you don't. Or we we dress it up with weird things. Like I sent you the butter dog this week. It's there's no way it's real. There's no fucking way. It has to be real. Much there's no way. When he cooks the bullpen, the bullpen. And then he, this all started he's because he said beefaroni wrong. He said, and he's making me say it wrong now. He said, Bafarni. This guy's name on TikTok, don't look him up. Don't do it. I don't want y'all to give him clicks. I'm sad. 
Peter is the closest to a, a Bechdel, t- not a Bechdel test. What's the test where you see if things are uh, a scheme? Bechdel test is women talking it's, about not men. Yeah. You, uh, you're someone I believe could see through a scheme. You've seen a few schemes in your day. Is this a scheme? I can't think that it's a scheme. He acknowledges a little bit that someone thinks it's we- he's weird when he's putting butter on his body by the pool. I went deep, Peter. Uh, but this man, the butter dog, who pronounces it Bafarni. This is why I immediately was like, it's a bit. If you'd ask me about the first video, I go, 100% a bit. And then you go deeper, and the deeper is so much worse because he just is eating bull penises and ground beef and butter. And that's all he's eating all day. So what I'm saying is, I think with eating disorders, Peter, that men don't look at them. They don't deal with them. They dress them up to be a trend or a like the amount of gem dudes who are just, I'm sure like have the worst relationship with food. Yeah. And I come from an industry of we're all naked, Peter. We're all down to our littlest bits. And sometimes even when you're down to that, it's like pulling and, and tearing at you because it's very tight fabric. I understand, but you know what? The only way to live with it is to just live with it. And you go, I'm going to look how I look. And at the end of the night, if I want to get paid, I'm going to be in my underwear. And I hope that you've found a path that helps you. You say you got rid of the scale. Yeah. No, we're, we figured out what, what all of that was That's awesome. about. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I did masquerade. I don't know what we were. I lost what we were talking it's about. It's fine. We're it's talking about good. what we're talking about, Peter. Yeah. As the sun sets here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Weekend at Effie's. Uh, that was a long intro. But I had to get into some things. I had a rough week last week, Peter. I didn't have fun. You were here to nourish me. My God, y'all. To have a friend who can just like pick you up even a little bit when you're not having a great day. It's magic. Thank you, Peter. I'm, I'm just... I didn't do anything other than just hang out with the you. best. Well, you hooked you hooked it up today I and got some pizza. family presents, Be and you did give me those. pizza. Those are, yeah, those. So if the rings are really big, I'm talking about some edibles that I got to tell you a secret, Peter. Any of the edibles from your work that yeah. are legal in the state yeah. of Georgia, I take a little bite off the corner. Okay, good. Because even if you were matching it with THC gummies, I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't know, 200 milligrams. Let's get weird. But here, it's like one gummy, 150 milligrams, and I just will bite a corner. And the next day, I'm like, is was I in space? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I So for those of the listeners of the podcast that don't know, I work at a local vape store in my neighborhood. And what I did It's not, a legal dispo, Peter. This what isn't I did just not realize store. when I started working there is that uh, cannabis in the state of Georgia is fucking insane. Like, <laughs> like, we just had to ban one of our products because they figured out that it was 60 times stronger than what you can buy in a legal state. Oh, my God. So they just, like, overshot. And so, like, the legal situation here, though, is that, like, they were like, we ban THC. And so the scientists said... No, they don't ban THC. It's THC from the female cannabis plant. Anything from the male cannabis plant, 100 fucking percent go for it. Really? Yes. What a strange, absurd place we live in. Except you know. for Delta 9, which is one cannabinoid that's only allowed in small amounts. And it's just because they associate that with what's being sold in legal states. 
but I can I could go sell you ten things right now that are stronger than what you're getting from that in particular. And they just agreed to open that up again. So it's the like, laws are so fucking it's backwards. The wild west. Half the neighborhood is stone off gummies that I'm selling. I'm telling you this. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and I worried about it with the phone culture. Uh, we slowed down a lot the more that we were looking at our phones. If you notice, traffic takes a little longer now because people are staring at their phones. It adds to the time. But it does slow things down a little bit, especially in Atlanta when it's traffic. It's just if you're paying attention, you'll be going slower. And now I think everyone in the car is stoned. So traffic is just – I just assume everyone's going to cut me off. And I think everyone else is assuming the same thing. And then we're doing 50 down 75, just gazing into the future. Yeah, I think I, so. When I drove in Atlanta, which I'm, I've realized I don't like driving. Like I really don't. I don't miss it or anything. I'm so glad to not have a car here. Um, the only survival mechanism that you can possibly have in driving in Atlanta is just patience. Yeah, you like can't. That's, that's the only. Cause you're everyone, not going to get there any faster. Everyone's trying to rip through the red light and. It's bad. It is, uh, and and you'll see the the little roads. You go, well, those don't look too busy. They are. They're just as busy. It takes so so long to get through these places. It's all horrible, windy neighborhoods that you're going to end up through if you take the the cutoffs. Uh, you'll end up next to Justin Bieber's house, and that's like I don't ever want to go back over there. I assume I've been near there. If I have to pass the governor's mansion, that's where I started to get. That's, I get that's where Beebs's house is. Oh, it gets me all irrational and like very just. I don't know. I say house, fucking unbelievable mansion. It's a compound, brother. Yeah. This yeah. is a compound. Have you seen the compound that Obama's been building in Hawaii? Is it underground? It's like James Bond level. This shit. This is the last place that I would even think to build a place. Hawaii seems like the wrong spot. You have to ship in meat. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. Barry, come on. What do I not know? What's down there? What's in the Pacific? People, I think a lot of people, what I'm learning in my travels, people don't really know geography all that well. I don't think people know how far away Hawaii is from the United States. It is a whole ocean away. Peter, you know where I'm going next week. We're going to have to record early in the week because maybe we might have to record Monday. Okay. At some point, if we're going to get it. Well, I leave Tuesday at 5 p.m. For, What's planned for Monday? For Australia. Shh. Already? Already. I'm going to Australia next week. Uh, we have everything lined up. Uh, both dogs are going to be boarded because AJ is going to Denver for the girls' trip. I'm very excited for him to be out there on the slopes. But yes, I'm returning to Australia. Now, the first time I went to Australia, I was... Not there as a wrestler. I had been wrestling. I was wrestling. Uh, it was, you know, not early into my career, but I was going out there to visit some friends. And he actually just got back from Hungary. He said it was a, a pretty good time over there. Not sure about Hungary. I'm a little jealous of everyone that is going to Belgium in June. You are going to Australia. That's crazy. I am going to Australia. I just Australia. looked at your chart and I had to make sure. Whoa, what's up with that? I just I was curious to see what What does it say? I'm on a flighty little retreat. Uh, you have your planet for the year is chilling in the ninth house. Yeah. And is actually about to move out of that. So this is typically and it's Saturn. And what Saturn does, because it's a slower moving planet, is it'll create little ripples. If everyone's been feeling kind of a weird vibe for the past couple of weeks, that's what's been happening. And so what it'll do is it will like pop a manifestation 
of that right before it switches over to the next sign, and it's in your ninth house, which is foreign travel. Whoa. It all linked back. Yeah. I have my passport. And Mercury's there, too, which is just your general planetary sig- like signifier. It's like whatever's happening with Mercury will always be happening with you because you're a Gemini rising. I'll be traveling the world to get beat up. Mm. And I saw some of the match announcements so far in uh, Melbourne, in Adelaide, in Sydney, and they're going to be bananas. These are like once-in-a-lifetime matches. All these dudes are under weird contracts where they'd never be able to touch me. But Australia, it's a free man's land. You can just do whatever you want down there. And so if Bandito wants to have a match with me, let's fucking do it. If I want to tag with Joey Janela, let's do it. But Ali and Joey and Gringo and I think Nick Wayne and Jordo are going to Belgium in the summer. I already had some bookings lined up I'm not going to pull out of. It's delightful. Uh, but it, it looks pretty incredible. I want to see what the wrestling scene is like in Belgium. Proud of them going out there and doing that. They need to all ride on bikes together. Yes, we should ride a bike. I don't know how people in... I'm sorry to the Belgian people. I'm sorry to all of our Belgian listeners. We're actually the 120th top uh, wrestling podcast in the uh, Belgium region. And Drag Race Belgique is now out. Ooh. It's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry again to Belgium. <laughs> we do have some Australian listeners, though. Oi! I'm coming down. We're going to have brekkie. I think we lost all of our I'm going to play with lessons. a cassowara. Have you ever seen a cassowara? People want to see koalas. But what they really want to see is a cassowara. It's like a bird. It's like an emu, but it's mean. Who's your favorite Australian? Steve Irwin. Come on, dude. That's the number one guy. I just want to say... Uh, Whatever's whatever's going on with uh, the Australia Zoo, his kids are keeping the legacy alive. They're both down there making it happen. And I think Bendy, you remember Bendy? She's like married to uh, an American dude who's down there helping at the zoo. I don't think we're going to that zoo, but I do know that with this tour lined up with World Series Wrestling that I've heard from everyone that they take care of everything. And I also have a four-page list of recommendations of things to see if I'm around them. Uh, I said, here's the hotels I'm staying at, baby. Tell me where to go. And Robert, who I've been friends with since I was 15 or 16 years old, said, I lived there for nine years. Here's where you need to go. So I'm excited. I've only ever been in the Sydney and surrounding areas, but I'm going to get to explore a little more of the Australian area here. Do you ever go on uh, Atlas Obscuria? Do you yes, know what I'm about? I, I do know what you're talking about. Should I should I get out the, the flip book? And... I mean, Australia, when are you going to be there next? I know, and it's a hemisphere switch, so you don't know who that person is that lives down there in Australia. You know what I mean? It's true. They have... Almost everything, and they are so much closer to Asia that the uh, magic of Asian culture really like shines itself through and has translated well into a lot of Australia. There's, to me, there's a a technique you can use in astrology where you map out. So basically, because astrology is time and location, if you change locations, your chart changes. Um, so we're gonna have to do a little Aussie scoop, so we can see what. Uh, Australia is going to be like for you potentially. Wow. Um, but for me, all the, so what? Uh, so one of the things that you can do is you can move closer to a line that you have, say like a Venus line or like a Mercury line or even like a Mars line. If you're an insane person and you want to have car accidents all the fucking time, <laughs> let's not do that. Um, 
So if you move closer to those lines, you'll get more. You're saying you can that. supercharge. You can you location can super, based yeah, yeah, yeah. supercharge your lines. It's essentially. Um, I actually. It sounds I, like we're about to rack up some sky miles. Yeah. Let's so see. Australia, all my lines go there. Whoa. And like the biggest concentration of energy for me for where I was born is Australia. I think that's. Uh, it means that we've got to get you down there. Maybe we we should have probably set up a live. This is the thing. It's like four days, four shows. Crazy. Like, I'm going to be so beat up, but I'm ready. But I do think, functionally looking at the future, we could do some fun live shows together. And I wouldn't even require you to take a bump. You know what I mean? Unless you want to go through a table, Peter, and then I'll put you through a table. You know, I did that at a an art, fe- uh, what was it, a movie a film festival. I did. I did. Gave a speech at a film festival and put my buddy through a table. Pretty crazy. That's yeah. We'll we'll talk. I was asked about a, a corporate speaking engagement recently, and all I could think was, "This would be more fun if we could do this with Peter." Let's just take this on the road. Here's what we're pitching, guys. And I know most schooling is online now, but we're going to come to your college and we're going to entertain those freshmen. We'll do it. And we're going to talk about wrestling. No, probably not. LGBTQ stuff. Who knows? But we are going to talk about this weekend because I think it was a magic weekend for both of us. I I want to know how Friday went, Peter, because you hosted such an incredible, cool event that I was like, for me to be able to send a few messages and help in that way made me feel really cool. Even though I wasn't there, as you said, you thought my spirit might have been there. One hundred percent. We could not have done this without a, it. So uh, we had, for those of you that don't know, um, they are trying to build a massive cop training facility here in Atlanta. And the really fucked up karmic thing is they're trying to build it on the oldest prison in Atlanta. Um, so it's just really weird that they would even like, did you ever break into the Atlanta prison farm? No, I was, I was never around here Your for the urban for prison ex- explorations. Didn't... I did a lot of urban exploration, but it was in South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, like we went up to the, uh, Tammy, Tammy Faye Baker compound oh, shit. and raided that castle before they tore it down. Do you know that their son is like a tattooed Jesus guy now? Dude, there's nothing I like less than I'm a cool guy, youth pastor. And I know I have partial confirmation bias over this but it's yeah do you follow preacher sneakers yeah he seems like a preacher sneakers guy i think so you know like just like trying to be low-key and tell you to like live live like the lord but then like getting the prada the prada limited there is someone else's kid who's like a fucking satanist now which is rad i mean sometimes you say things so you don't have to hang out with your shitty like (laughs) you're like yeah i don't know i've been fucking worshiping satan and they're like really yeah i can't really i'm not gonna be able to get to the party or you know tell aunt linda you know hail satan and i love her but yeah it's uh it's a pretty dark path i've taken so might not want to call me again or it might get on you this devil this devil inside me that's why you know you got to jump in a little bit so not only are they trying to build a massive cop training facility where they were like, they're literally just like their plan is to run scenarios on how to make our lives much fucking harder. Yeah. And also let's look at the, the facts. The training hasn't helped anyone. The, the, there are more cop instances of violence and poor technique and uh, racist behavior than ever. Let's build a bigger training facility here and help the cops be even more inept at, doing anything it's a 
It's like summer camp for cops, but it's going to really fuck things up. I have a regular cop customer, like the regular cop that I have to deal with on a regular basis. And um, my favorite thing about him is I got to deny him a purchase because he didn't have his ID with him, Mm. which is just like, first off, I get you motherfuckers coming in the store anyway with like the baseball cap pulled down and like a pair of jeans. And I'm supposed to are these cops aware of what these stores are selling. The, yes, which is why we're it's getting... it's not like you're the only store in town selling no, this shit. No. You know? um, we, funnily enough, well, not funny, but we had... Our competitor was not carding, and two guys went to jail like two weeks ago because uh, they sold to an undercover cop. I would do my best to bail you out if that happened. I mean, it's not... I'm such an asshole about IDs. It's I love ridiculous. It. He I, IDs me specifically. The, listen, don't... My man has an... Up, up, standing moral character okay um but but no this he's so inept he's not he's not coming in undercover to like break us up or anything but when he's coming in is with his uniform he doesn't bring his id and so he doesn't get anything ever i've like denied him service at least three times at this point so like that's the that's the level of cops that we have in the city yeah um they're and so not we don't only, think training will help. No, not only are they building this in that particular area, but it's also like undeveloped forest land in like neighborhoods and shit. Like it's um, for those of you that uh, it's Atlanta is like really, really spread out and completely covered in forest. And this is one of the last like undeveloped areas of forest in Atlanta. Like, it should be a park. It shouldn't, if they're going to do anything right. with it, you know. But why help the citizens have a nice place to yeah, free exactly, themselves and exactly. enjoy the... And it's it's oddly in a poorer area of town, which also seems like... Huh, the cop training yeah, facility yeah, yeah. is going to be built up in the green space near the poor people? Mm-hmm. Wow, we're really, we're really not, you know, we're saying the, we're saying the quiet part loud now. Yeah, it's yeah. it's getting a little absurd. Um, and speaking of saying the quiet part loud, they had a standoff with um, uh, protesters that have been in the forest, and the cops got nervous. One of them fired and hit one of the cops, so it was friendly fire, and they all took that as an excuse to open fire, and they shot a protester thirteen times. Um, so which is an insane amount of violence on one person and there's no excuse for it and i can't imagine you could be trained into not shooting someone 13 times yeah i initially said 18 on the podcast earlier and i went to look it up but uh, it may as well be but it was like (laughs) when i saw 13 i was like well that wasn't that much of a difference really um if i shot someone three times i would assume i had killed them Right. Yeah. I've never played a game where unless you're like a boss. Also, what happened to like uh, aim below the waist? Like, was isn't that supposed to be like you're supposed to be incapacitating, not taking out completely? Right. You're supposed to be. Yeah. You want to be able to detain these people so they can be tried in a court of law for whatever crimes I thought, you are. I claiming. thought that's what we were doing, but it's definitely not. It's um, not what we're doing even at all. So uh, Kip, one of the listeners of the podcast, uh, reached out to me. that He was setting up this event to show the the protester that died um, one of his favorite movies, which was like a super duper sweet thing to do anyway. We had a location set up. I had been tweeting stuff out. And then last minute, uh, the venue let us know that they double booked us and that there was nothing that they could do. It... I don't necessarily think it was malicious, but they essentially had 
um, like it was just stupid online shit where they had a calendar that wasn't updating to the rest of their shit and still had that. It was some some guy who was like, no, I already booked that. Don't you know? Well, it's not on the calendar. It doesn't have to be. That's always booked there. So we, that happened like a couple days before the actual event. Um, you reached out to, uh, your friends over at our friends now over at lucid FC. Yes. We re- we reached out to lucid FC and their new space here. Uh, I'm pulling some stuff up here. Their new space here. Is, what is this place called again? Uh, the, the it has a name. It's interlock. in West Midtown, the interlock. Okay. The interlock is crazy because they also have a putt shack. Uh, are you familiar with putt shack? I am now. Uh, it, did have you played it yet? I haven't. We we want to play it more. I want to. I'm pulling this up. I want to get everything right. Uh, unbelievable space though. We really didn't know what to expect. We were walking in and there's just these multicolored balls, like ball lights, hanging from the ceiling, but. They're on this motor that's dropping them randomly. You know what I'm talking about? Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lights that go woo, yeah. woo, 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 up and down. It's, it's just like the the ritziest, most fashionable, fancy. hippest, like cyberpunky looking. Yeah, it would look like a weird shopping fashion center in Tokyo or something. Mm-hmm. Like it has that uh, that vibe. And they have been so lovely to clothe me and to... Uh, to make me look like a fashion icon when clearly when I dress myself, I look a little not like it. And you didn't bring a few people over there. Uh, Chad and Bats running the Lucid FC. If you want to check their stuff out, it's very cool. It's sick. It's very, they grew up uh, a little bit in London and then they moved here to Atlanta and then they got stores in New York and they kept expanding outward. And then Rihanna wore a bunch of their shit and then shit, shit picks up, but they think I'm cool as fuck, and I think they're cool as fuck. So we, we hang out sometimes, they, and they were so down for the cause. And I didn't want to sugarcoat what you were doing because it's important, but also like you know, sometimes people don't want to throw their leg out for the comrades. And they did nothing less than roll out the red carpet for us. Like they literally had popcorn oh, for yeah. the movie night. They let us set up in their space. Uh, they waived the because f- they normally have movie nights there, and they waived the fee, which was unbelievable. Crazy, that, like you know, super helps out the fact that it's like yeah, a you're trying to raise thing. money, you're trying to do something for the they cause. Re- they not us, they redid their sign out front for the benefit, so awesome. making sure we had the GoFundMe on there. Um, it was, I just was. Like, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was so unbelievable. Like, it worked out a million times better than it could have. Um, I like I like to kind of close my eyes sometimes, and I put myself in other versions of myself. Did you ever see the version of Peter that was, like, hanging out in West Midtown, Atlanta, at the cool clothing store whose friend knew the owners and setting up your uh, socialist anti-cop city fucking film festival? Come on. That's sick as fuck. Yeah, it's just re re dig and and it the, sucks. You have to have the 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 event because of what's happening. It you know but we we said that multiple times, and there was something so healing about it. That yeah, it's like you don't you don't ever want that to be the case, but for there to be 
so much good energy popping up around that and filling in that space. It, it just goes to show that like we're not moving backwards. Like we are progressing. I know that everything seems really fucking dark right now, but we're getting better. We're working on it. We're working on People it. People are at least a little bit more awake and alert to uh, things around them that are not correct when you learn exactly. when you have the opportunity everywhere to learn more and we're not really afraid of learning ugly stuff now you know i don't know what happened because the kids who didn't live through 9-11 they're already ready for anything yeah like they're like put the post 9-11 kids are like i don't care how dark things are just tell me and let's get this thing going and those of us who are pre-9-11 are a little bit like Ugh. sometimes we get a little we get a little in it but i don't know maybe we're right at the right age of like I don't, we're not lames yet, but we're getting older, but we can like, we seem to have be, we seem to be on the same page as what the next wave and youth are coming forth. I thought thought about this a lot, how we're, we kind of touch, like, we're not a part of the old world. We're very much a part of the new world, but we're the only ones that really remember what it used to be like. Right. Or, and, and are also dealing with the confusion of us having to kind of reframe a lot of things because it seemed like things were great and perfect and awesome. And then when you kind of look back now, you go, everything was sort of uh, a charade that was covering up everybody's misdeeds. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were throwing glitter on a turd and, and going like, no, we're, bo- it's booming out here and everyone is living. It's, if you're not getting ahead, it's because of you. We're learning many of these things are not, a, not the case even a little bit. I mean, I forever remain hopeful. Hopeful. It's all we have. I can't. I'm not going into a dark place. I want to go to a light place. I want to share my troubles with the world and find that we have similar troubles and then unionize. Exactly. (laughs) What a time. Uh, I got to talk a little bit about the wrestling this weekend because it was Yes, 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 yes. Now, uh, and shout out. And is there, do you have anything else to tell them where to, where to find that? Like where to find info on that? Oh, um, uh, check the Weekend Effie's Twitter. Weekend at Effie's Twitter. There's a bunch of retweets. Peter keeps it updated. It's. I was thinking how thankful I was today of like, I can be a TikTok star and not ever upload anything on TikTok. Uh, speaking of TikTok, and I want to do one more shout out because we did have a listener come by oh, hell the yeah. event. Um, we are almost to 10,000 followers. Whoa. Twitter. We are so very fucking close. Does this get us any cool stats or We anything? will start making money. Oh my God. I'm probably not a lot, but you know, anything to help the podcast along. I just so want to say, Peter, I'm willing to make this full clickbait podcast if that's what the people need. If I can be, if it can be an hour of me talking about real things and really getting into it with those who care, but then there's going to be 15 minutes of just, you can tell I'm doing TikTok bits. Uh, also shout out to Austin for coming through the event. It was super nice meeting you. Very sweet. It's really weird to have my name just thrown out in public like that. He loves it. You made him blush. I'm into it. I love that. Can I say something absurd real quick? Yeah. Where, where do you think this is listed as being manufactured? I don't know. Wyoming. No shit. Yeah. Look at this. Cheyenne, Wyoming. I don't know. Maybe that's just their office. Who knows? But American Cali Reserve manufactured by Extra X, Wyoming. Something's up. I listened to a podcast about Wyoming this week, too, about cold cases in Laramie. I would like to go back to Wyoming. I hope that we're making our way back to Wyoming soon. We we Do put you, a lot of people in the jamboree. You listen that Grateful Dead podcast you told yes. me about. The guy who it's not his podcast, but he does the interstitials. The guy with the really good sounding voice. 
What's he? What's what's he on? Um, he does that music podcast that's just oh, about yeah, yeah, musicians' yeah. bad behavior. Uh, what's his name? Hold up. Uh, it's it's Disgraceland. Yes, yes, and yes, it's yes. great. And um, I should remember his. Have name. you noticed that he like broke whatever deal with whatever sponsor, or has just been putting all the paywall episodes out for free? Oh, that's awesome. There's been like twenty to thirty to forty to fifty new episodes. He's just, just like, dumped them. Just dumped them. I love it. Yeah. Don't argue with my art. I'm in control of exactly. it. Here it is. Set it exactly. free to the people. It's amazing. You're not going to take is, money for my content like and not pay me. Behind the scenes musician stories that are like all the debauchery and all like the bad behavior and everything. Yeah. But also rhythmically it. summed up and not wading too much into the mud. Sometimes They're all really musics, short. They're all like really music short. Music docs can wade into the mud a little bit and try to give redemption art. Sometimes these are just great little yeah. moments and pieces yeah. and... I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed listening to Disgraceland. Uh, the Juice World one was really, really interesting. I don't know if I heard the Juice it. World one yet. It's just because it's so recent, you know, yeah. and it was it was yeah. cool to hear this. A lot of a lot of the wrestlers who are kind of class uh, class or two below me thinking of it in kind of comedian terms, they really link with Juice World. And I've never jumped in all the way on that. So maybe one day I'll understand. It's maybe it, I won't. I'm look emo, at me. I'm a, the emo music that we were listening to in like middle school and high school has made the full turn into pop and rap, and that's like that's what because that's because that music means something on an emotional deeper level to everyone like within our little space of time. Yeah, and now that is like the exact same thing for all of them. That's it, incredible. If you're on the Patreon, uh you will get my new monthly playlist of Spotify songs uh where I consequently realized that I'm a little depressed at the moment and didn't fully realize it till I looked at the uh, Spotify playlist cuz it's like all emo rap. Uh that's okay. I think I think as long as there's a beat behind it, it can't be that sad. Yeah, exactly. You've still got a rhythm and a hum there that's going to keep you going with a little bit of an 808 on the back. It's it's been such a busy season. Just, what does that mean? So it's just been busy. Just you've it's been just constantly so doing, just going, going, going. It's been awesome. Mine's um, mine's been the opposite, but I think I've been racing. But if you have you're been waiting for me to do a astrology reading with you. I am getting on it. He's getting on it. But listen, also this is a, this is a busy person over here. This is someone who is scheduling around Effie as well as their own schedule. It's incredible that you are maintaining this. My my astrology is also reflective of your like actual like regular <laughs> astrology, and I'm learning what it's like to be you a little bit more. Yeah, and let's go. It's great and terrifying at the same time because it's like I have just enough space for whatever is in front of me, and then I have to move on to the next thing. Kind of learning your own blinders for the sake of uh, sanity is yes. a beautiful thing because if I acknowledged everything that was put in my direction, I would go insane. I always I think of it as like if you're working at a job, like if you followed every single rule, your job would not make any money. You kind of have to like I can't I have to leave certain things on red. I have to leave certain things alone. That thing will sort itself out. Those things can't be dealt with for another week. You kind of have to pick your pick your battles. And you can get into a nicer rhythm of it. That's the rhythm. The rhythm of Disgraceland is so good, too. Yeah. Just the way it hums along. It's good. I hope he doesn't run out of MIDI songs. He's He's got that cult leader, uh, I'll join. preacher rhythm. Yeah, I'll like, join. Have, have you noticed the 
the songy rhythm that like every cult leader. Well, you got to listen in a little bit. It's the difference of a Hogan promo or a Jake the Snake promo, where Hogan would be like, "There's a thing happening soon, and it's gonna be great, and I'm gonna be there." And Jake the Snake would be like, "Have you ever seen a dog take its last breath? Have you ever come down to the river and felt what it's like to put a knife along the cold edge of your hands after they've soaked underneath?" And, like, that guy is creepy, but you kind of have to lean in and be like, it seems like he's saying something we got to hear. And he's definitely got that. Jake Brennan. <laughs> I just had to rhythm it out. That's his name. Jake Brennan? Oh, shit. Oh, you got it. Oh, my God. Wow. I just had to rhythm it wow. out. See? Pick your blinders, Peter. Incredible. 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 People are sitting in the car going, I was yelling at five minutes ago. I have was we, telling it to you. Have we talked about your weekend at all? No, not even a little Hell bit. Hell yeah. It's incredible. Uh, we're back. Holy we're shit. We're fucking back. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, like last week, I probably should have said, let's just not record. But honestly, sometimes you just got to work through that shit publicly and be like, I'm not having fun at this current moment. I'm also thinking forward to the next time that you take fungal friends and look back on the Effie is through the whole everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lens it out. Well, um, I also, I haven't told you this, I, or maybe I have. I sat down and came up with all of the titles for the podcast for the rest of the year. This is I I'm and you, I have the crown jewel, which may actually make it as you know what it's going to be this episode because it's too good. Just keep it. Don't keep it hidden from it's the people. So it's information so good. demands only one thing, and that is freedom. Okay, that's why we have the Freedom of Information Act. Information needs to be free. We need more digital sleuths, and we need to uncover. When these fucking aliens are showing up, because again, Peter, I got a vision. There's a vision sent to me by the mugwort saying that it's going to cause some concerns, but not like concerns like real problems for my future, but sort of like I'm going to have to reschedule some things if these things show up at the wrong times. I'm not excited about that part of it. So if we could sleuth out where these aliens are, I'd be out of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh, that's devastating, right? Uh, it also makes me think of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm not gonna give it away because what if you change? I your just mind? showed him the title for everyone that's wondering what just. I'm happened. into this incredible uh, stuff. So was it specifically about the aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it they were making me reschedule stuff because huh. I had to go handle it with them. It didn't seem like there was gonna be a fight, but there was some like I had to do some rescheduling. I'm really curious about what uh, is going to happen here in the next. Week. Well, I need to do something because, you know, I'm not going to keep paying on these bills if the aliens are going to be here. Because yeah. I know they're going to have an electromagnetic wipe that's going to send all the mortgages into the atmosphere. You know what I mean? I think it's going to happen. Uh, let's talk about this weekend. So first things first, uh, back on the road. And like I said, I you know, that first weekend back, although it was beautiful uh lovely places to visit didn't have the most fun of my life but this weekend i said you know what we're going in fresh again it's been a long week i've got a friday show saturday off sunday show here i here i am to worship now again on tuesday with you but friday i was going back to a building that i've wrestled in before and i've had plenty of experiences here where there's been less fans or more fans i had a sick match last year with ali against the kirks uh at the h2o center in right across the Philly line in New Jersey. I had a match with Matt Tremont there. I've had uh, other matches there with Dan Barry. Uh, was that Team Tremendous versus 
oh, me and Matt Tremont versus Team Tremendous. That was crazy. But I was returning there, and so I have a lot of like, you know, there's built up energy in this building, and a lot of people have come and go. Like the the seats you sit on in there are original Korean war cots that Danny Havoc, rest in peace, had donated to the H2O Center. Uh, legendary deathmatch wrestler who gave 1953 original Korean War cots to the fucking wrestling school. Wild style. What? I love it. He's on the Hall of Fame there. You look up and you see him every time you walk out. It's incredible stuff. Marcus Crane as well. Rest in peace to Marcus Crane. I kept seeing his face on posters, and it was making me emotional. And my match got swapped, Peter. And now you try to prepare for your matches. You try to look at your month. And in this particular instance, I thought I was going to be fighting Connor Claxton, who is always covered in blood, including in the profile pictures, and does a lot of deathmatch. Doesn't really give a fuck. Will kind of just like go crazy in deathmatch, and I love it. And I was ready for it, and I knew it was going to be chaos. And I got there, and Sean Henderson, who was running the show, was like, yo, crazy news. Connor Claxton dropped a bunch of cat food on his foot. Like, he bought it in bulk, and then I guess it fell out, and it broke his foot. Either that or, you know, they're running from Effie. But I'm not going to assume the second one. So he broke his foot, so he couldn't make the show. And then Dylan McKay's opponent got stomach flu, so he couldn't make the show. So they said, you versus Dylan McKay, let's just make it the main event. And I said, fuck yeah, let's go fucking nuts. And before we ever got to the show, Allie got there early because we had something going on, Peter, that I'm waiting to hear back on, and I can't discuss out loud. But we had to set up uh, some kind of interview space. Uh, that was to a particular type of interview space. Like they had, they needed it to look a certain way. And I said, Hey, Sean Henderson, can I rearrange your entire apartment and build this interview space real quick? So we all of a sudden, we're all, all three of us moving couches and moving stuff and moving plant stands and setting the phone upright and getting the lighting good. And we made it work. Us three ragtag carnies made it work in the end, got the interview done. Allie took me out for lunch, which was very kind of her. I love Allie Catch. I have a lot of fun matches coming up with Allie Catch. Some that you know about, some that you don't. So I'm excited. You know, obviously, Bussy versus Pheromones was announced. Are you familiar with Pheromones? Uh, the tag team, I assume. <laughs> the tag team Pheromones from DDT, Dramatic DDT. I want to tell you more about this. Now, originally... Isn't that the stuff in... Uh, like off that's bad for you ddt yeah 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 but it's also a professional wrestling okay. move uh do you think, think they do that on purpose yeah of course yeah jake the snake did the ddt back in the day because it was gonna kill you you know like right. it's it's the end it's the ddt he never told you what it stood for but this is um ddt pro wrestling which is japanese which actually it stands for dramatic dream team so that's what they're the dramatic dream team, which I guess they're doing drama. But this team, Pheromones, they have other members too. Uh, I believe uh, the two that we will be facing are Yuki Ino and Don Shigodino. Now, Don Shigodino is famous for always having his ass in people's faces, having his wiener grabbed. He does a lot of like silly gay stuff, kind of in the vein of a Razor Ramon hard gay or someone of that caliber who used to wrestle also in Japan. We tried to get him for the first big gay brunch. We had him booked COVID messes things up, but Dino has said out of respect, he does not want to take a spot from an actual LGBTQ performer. So he's not going to be on the big gay brunch. Cause I tried for it. I wanted to put Don Sugar Dino in the twink gauntlet, but he said, it's, I don't want to bring disrespect to what you're doing. You have such an important platform. And I thought that was very cool, Yeah, but we're still getting the match at GCW versus DDT of, 
Dino and uh, did I say Eero? Dino and Eno? It's probably Dino and Eno because they like to rhyme. Yeah, Yuki Eno, uh, who wrestle in thongs and jock straps. It's going to be a crazy match versus Bussy. I'm fucking ready for it. Now, Allie wrestled right before me at the show and wrestled Tim Dots, who actually, this was his first match back in three years. And they had such a fun, crazy match. And Allie beat the shit out of him with an old lady's purse. And it was beautiful. And it felt so old school. We were all watching in the back on the screen before I went out. And we were losing it watching this match. Allie victorious with a pile driver off the ropes. Uh, but my match with Dylan McKay, I had not stress about it, but I wanted it to be good. And I think some of my frustrations in the past while have been that I haven't been sort of set loose when I'm wrestling and I sort of have specific objectives and bits and things and stories. And so we sort of had free reign of the room and there were a bunch of people that came out to H2O, a lot of like, like shout out Hank who came and a bunch of people who just like came for Effie, which was so cool to go out and do that. But also my back was still severely wounded, Peter, not in a great way. And I'm living through it. It's fine. I still love Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, but with Dylan McKay, he is such a crazy innovator of that wild, flippy, cruiserweight, crazy style that I was like, I got to bring some heat on this shit tonight. And you know what, brother? In 14 minutes and 40 seconds, we brought that fucking heat. Full main event, crazy shit, fighting on the floor, big style moves, hit that shooting star on me at the very end, rolled his ass up victorious i feel like oh man i'm back i'm grooving i got on the 5 a.m flight after we went to applebee's which all we have is a diet coke and we split an appetizer plate me and ali it's pious living okay just split the plate give me a diet coke we're out of here got on the 5 a.m flight and came my ass all the way home which was beautiful because i got to spend the day doing chores and cleaning the house and getting my life in order i've been working on my taxes for two weeks now which is as you can imagine a fucking nightmare and so I had this full day of rest in between. When are you filing them? Probably next Tuesday. Okay. Why? Because there's a window of time this week that's actually like the best for filing taxes. This week? Yeah. Well, let's look at it because I'm ready to file. I was just holding off. So um it may I, not be a reason. Let me know. Remind me after this and we'll look at I it. I probably could file by tomorrow if I really wanted to. I believe it's till like Thursday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look at it. We'll be sure. We want to be certain. It's the basically uh, the moon is in a position where it's not making any aspects to other planets, and what happens when this happens is nothing happens. Oh and yeah. So it's the best time to file your taxes because it means nothing will come of it. Fantastic. These are the things I love. We're trying to be as legal as we can here. We want to be legal on the taxes. There's uh, nothing in the IRS that says you can't use astrology to make a go smoother. That is true. And if we go to Australia, that's actually against the IRS. That would be escaping the IRS. I was just making my planet lines stronger. I was enriching my planet lines. I'm not running. I'm dealing with this. But is there any difference now that we're down here? So you got to come with us. After this, I knew my show Sunday uh, was a drive-in show. Now, Peter, I need driving. I've talked about driving on here before. Sometimes it's the only way I actually will think things through I need to just sit at the helm of a vehicle for four hours and listen to crazy podcasts and feel the energy. And I rode up to XWW in North Carolina, and God bless them. They're running at 5 p.m. now instead of 7, so people can get home at a, on a Sunday night. But we got in there, and it's Extreme World Wrestling. And I was like, what do we got? And we had a bunch of extreme shit. Now, Peter, 
I don't know if you've ever fought someone who's like 24 years old, but when they kick your ass, they probably don't feel as bad as you do afterwards, even if you got a few on them, even if you got a few licks in, okay? I was sore come Sunday in that car, and right now, with my back, I can't really pop my back the way I usually would. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I need to make sure I'm not popping my bones. It's just a reaction or a nervous habit. But then sometimes I'm like, no, you're in severe pain, bro. You got to pop these bones. And it helps me. I'm not saying it works for everyone. I know how to pop my bones. I hadn't been popping them. Very sore. Time to put my extreme championship on the line. Now, they finally had the belt for me, Peter. But this did not last long because after an attack. Now, at one point, I got to tell you, there's this guy called Zephyroth. And I look. And, I, you know, he's not on my team, but I don't really know of him. You know what I mean? Except for later, he did come kick my ass. But he's about to walk through the curtain, Peter, and he pours a bunch of rubbing alcohol on his boots and then lights it on fire. And then there's a lot of fire, Peter. And it is very nerve-wracking, and he's acknowledging that he's on fire. But then he just goes out there still on fire. And it was really crazy to look at for me. Are you processing what I just said? Yes. He lit himself on fire. Okay. His whole boots was How, flaming up. Like all on fire. Yeah, it was like flaming boots, Peter. Jesus Christ. It was really insane. Did it, it? So it went out? I guess. I didn't see it go out. I saw him go through the curtain and leave for his match. And that's the last I saw of it. But I mean, later it was out. But I didn't see the moment it went out. I guess he just kind of struts it until it burns off. I'm not okay with that. Well, neither was I. But, you know, also, uh, as we've learned from many people along the line, not my show, not my worry. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, not in my match. Well, I went to war with Thomas Extreme, who I took the belt from. And last time, it not my circus, not my pony. Not my circus, not my pony is the new catchphrase of all catchphrases. Holy shit. That's fantastic. I don't I don't think that's a Does that mean one. I can claim the pony, though, if it is my pony? But then it'll be your circus. Oh. Do you want a pony circus? Leave the pony, leave the circus. Leave the pony, leave the circus. I, I'm going to cut my losses. I don't have a pony, but I got legs. I'm walking away from this circus. Not yet. Thomas Extreme was the hardcore champion last time. Now it's Effie. I walked out with the shiniest new belt, and then we went to fucking war. I shifted my plan a little bit towards the end, uh, which, you know... You can't always go in and go out with the same plan, but I was attacked by two members of a, a new extreme group formed by Thomas Extreme. I mean, what am I supposed to do, Peter? It's a numbers game at this point. I was powerbombed. I was slung around. I was hitting the noodle. I was hitting the noodle. And I was pile-driven onto my new championship before my life was taken from me and I was rolled up with a pin. Now I'm not the hardcore champion anymore. I'm devastated. I'm broken, but you know what I remembered? I survived. I survived a hardcore match with a gash on my back. I survived to and from North Carolina. I survived a very difficult week. And now I'm ready to go back to Atlantic City. I'm ready to go to Australia. I've got my ducks in an order. What is it? Your ducks are lined up? Yeah. And I'm going to make the most of it. Those geese are queuing. Cue the geese. I had such a good time. I hope I didn't leave you out if we hung out this weekend, but it was a good time. I do have to get back to Bebop and the Bee. Uh, Cassidy and his friend uh, of Body Slam was going through Atlanta, and they stopped by, and we hung out for a bit. And while we were hanging out, 
That's when Bebop ate a B. And he has been such a good little soldier lately. I've been walking them more. The sun is coming out. Cranberry's on her uh, her hip and joint medication. So she's just jumping and bouncing around like a wildcat. But Bebop, he's always on the hunt. And now that the bugs are blooming for spring, I got to watch out for what he's eating. Because I don't think... The best part is the process was he bit this bee, chomp. And then he let it out of his mouth and looked at it. And then he pawed it a little. And then he went back in to eat it. And I was like, Bebop, no. And so I stomped the bee because at that point the bee was dead. And I didn't want him to get stung accidentally. And then he licked up the bee. He is ruthless, Peter. Ruthless aggression. You know what that's from? No. Vince McMahon said it before John Cena debuted against Kurt Angle. It could be Mortal Kombat. And it ushered in the new era out of the Attitude Era of the Ruthless Aggression Era that was really a strong period for the SmackDown brand. I don't give a fuck, Peter. I don't fucking... They're all... They killed half of the guys that were hot during Ruthless Aggression by forcing them to roid up forever and making them go crazy. So what are you going to do? Jesus. I had a... I gotta figure, gotta figure out this art, baby. Everything the WWE does, it makes me want to throw up when I look at it in objective theory. But then they've got all the money, and I'm going like, is what I believe wrong? <laughs> is what I believe incorrect? Or am I? Do I just have to keep trudging through this jungle with a machete and like cutting out vines and shit and letting Bebop eat the bugs? Did you know that we get the word money from the demon of money? What is this? What is this demon's name? Should we not say Mammon. his name? Memon, mm-hmm. hey Memon, come get your girl because she is making me pay these bills. Um, basically, if you make sacrifices to Memon, um, you only will have enough to like get by and constantly feel like you're being stolen from. That's like, oh my the side god! Effect of it, it's like you get money, but you don't get to hold. You don't. Get You'll never have the joy of money of yeah, having yeah, the yeah. money. It just like what if we took the worth of money away from your mind? Do you want to do questions? Yeah, please. Uh, real quick, on our Patreon this month, oh. we are going for round two of Effie Burt and Peter Burt at the movies. Welcome to Effie Burt and Peter Burt at the movies. We're going to be reviewing films that we are not allowed to select from. These films are chosen by Movie John, voted on by you, our fantasy Patreon subscribers, over at weekendateffies.com, patreon.com slash weekendateffies. We're going to have a choice. Last time, Wolf of Snow Hollow. What'd you give it, Peter? Five out of five. I gave it, I gave it, uh, I gave it four out of five. And because, and, the, and it would have been three and a half without the haha. Um, I'm still confused a little, but I like I that. went to my Letterboxd, and I realized that I rate a lot of movies five out of five. Okay, see, that's the problem with Letterboxd for me, too. Second problem. First, usability of the app. Terrible. Second, I like most movies I see, even if they're bad. <laughs> so, like, what am I... You know what I didn't like that I recently watched? What? Sleepy Hollow. Whoa, really? Yeah. Just incoherent. Kind of a babbling mess at that point. Tim Burton. Yeah. What a mess. He had a really messy decade there where nothing was really... It was almost like he had an idea, but then they didn't make him finish the pitch. Exactly. He like exactly. had the first half of a good so elevator pitch. So the new issue of Movie John, you contributed to. I did contribute to it. I have uh, a bit of a short article in there about films that feature Terry Funk 
or Triple H. Now, the concept was films featuring real-life fighters being in the movies. Uh, maybe you would think Expendables 3 with, uh, who's that guy? The Iceman? Uh, Schwarzenegger? Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. That would be another option you could go with. Chuck Liddell, the Iceman. But isn't I went with four Terry Funk movies. Isn't he back in movies again? Probably. He did that one about like uh, both him and Stallone both did a movie where they were saving a young Mexican migrant girl pretty back to back. It was like Rambo, last final Rambo. And then also this other movie with Stallone, I mean with Schwarzenegger, where he was like, I'm at the border. Everything has changed. We have to let this young girl live. Which I guess is the same thing he's been doing for a while. True. Who is your father and what does he do? Um, so something that jumped out at me is uh, in the movie John has a thing on the, I guess it's the 25th anniversary of Dark City. Yeah. Which is a fantastic movie if you've not I've seen never it. seen Dark City it's so good so I need to jump in uh if it helps you watch it it was one of those you know how like when the Matrix came out there were like five or six different things that were all like Matrixy Buddhism yeah you know reality is an illusion like influenced yeah yeah, yeah. this was so this was like one of those but it's so closely attached to the Matrix because when the Matrix filmed, they used uh, abandoned sets from Dark City in Australia. Oh, that's lit. Right? Okay. Turn up on saving a little money, cutting a little corner, knowing, trusting your vision. Uh, okay, let's do questions. I love it. And listen, I we've driven through Universal Studios' Hollywood movie tour. Okay? We know that you can film multiple things in the same locations. We feel that. Peter, what do we got for these questions this week? So this is from Joshua. If you could live in any ancient civilization, which one would you pick? Personally, I've always loved ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt sounds super lit. I would say I would like to go back to... Uh, I Can we go all the way back? I don't know. I really think I would have done well in like Machu Picchu. I think I could have been kind of a pretty sick uh, mountain spiritual advisor in this region and I know it was kind of a temple zone so maybe I like llamas I love knitted fabrics uh I love you know different different kinds of dream journeys which I've heard are popular in Peru and you know it must be an important place if uh Frontier Airlines offers direct service there not that they would have in the ancient civilization times but you can get to Lima Peru uh with a direct flight out of Orlando (laughs) For under four hundred dollars. <laughs> what about you, Peter? Uh, hmm. Egypt is interesting just because, like, you would get hey, to find but out. Do we look like the... us? <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, I want the floating orb video game. Aspect. Where you like, just I be kind a of ghost. like, yeah, you don't have to like worry about Walls. living in the economy or that either, <laughs> or like your mortgage on your Shit. hut. Yeah, right? Because, like, I want to see what was up with medieval times, but I definitely don't want to live there. What was up with these hanging gardens of Babylon? Yeah. Do you think they were overhyping those things? No. You think they were, like, really spectacular? Um, But who's paying for the upkeep on a hanging garden? uh, Was it Alexander the Great? Or was it somebody he knew, like Mr. Nero? Wasn't he one of the rough ones? I mean, they... 
I don't know a lot about emperors. This is where we start getting to like enslaved races of human beings working for other civilizations. I'm o- and I listen that aspect of history. Uh, what I want to uh, what I want to know is what ancient civilizations had had morals, and I don't think we're gonna find one. I think we've we've progressed past a lot of uh, pretty horrific practices. Yeah, but maybe not. I mean, they say there are more like there are a lot of people still in slavery in the world today. But I also think like if the main place you can go get culture and business and economy and bartering and information is condoning these things constantly, you know, it's like. I, it's not good. I don't know. We got to be careful with these ancient civilizations. Uh, yeah. Atlantis. Can I do that? Can I just pick that? The land of Atlantis. We live deep underwater and eat krill sandwiches. I'd uh, eat krill. I would totally eat krill. I don't know why the guy from Atlantis talks like that. It's in the Mediterranean, right? I think so. I've also heard Antarctica. Like if you dig deep enough. I don't know, man. I need to see some Pangea shift maps to really think think about where this place could did have been. You, did you ever get into Graham Hancock? Probably. He was I don't the, know. He wrote Fingerprints of the Gods. That's all about yep. the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, the thing is, we're not going to know until we melt Antarctica. And by the time we melt Antarctica, it's it's too deep. We're, we're too in. I really need for, like, you know... Dying peaceful in my sleep, DMT drip, heading into the you know the other universe. I need God or whoever the fuck it is at the end of that to just give me the rundown. You know, you can't get the rundown. That's the great mystery of it. We've been giving ourselves the rundown. Uh, I say we smash into the great beyond. Okay, with, my with answer knowledge. before the Library of Alexandria got burnt. Whoa, in that area because I want to go check that shit out. I bet they were ahead on some things. Now they did they have paper in there or were these like rock tablets? Probably both. I haven't done a lot of research. I haven't either. We did. There is. I don't remember the specifics of it, but a library was excavated in like partial form recently, and this year is the first year that we're getting anything published from it. I'm ready to read it. I hope there's some funny stuff in there too, though. There better be. You know. Sophocles, they always go to all the boring stuff, but you know, I'm sure Sophocles had some real funny haha stuff in there too. Uh, there's some hilarious shit in like old astrology texts. Yeah. Like to see what people were using it for. Like there's an 80 page book about sexuality and straight people are only the first page. <laughs> it was a <laughs> different time back then. It was a, now, now we're rediscovering. That's why they burn all the books. We were going to gain too much knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Eve with an apple, baby. Uh, speaking of pages of things, this is from Rob. I'd love to hear a Mad Lib or two from Effie and Peter. Do you know what a Mad oh, Lib is? Oh, I know is? about a Mad Lib. I have done quite a few Mad Libs in my day. Oh, I'm ready. I think. Do do we pull one up and yeah, just let's... give each other a back and forth? Because I know there's a quick free website that I can Mad Lib right now. Probably. Okay, let me ask you another question while we try to pull up a Mad Lib. This is from Julie. Any tips for Mania Week for an attendee going to my first collective slash WrestleMania shows in L.A., and I'm not entirely sure what to expect. I'm kind of assuming it'll be like attending San Diego Comic-Con, but for wrestling. Okay, here's the difference between a San Diego Comic-Con and this thing. If you're going to different venues or different places, it takes forever to get around to L.A., 
LA is this strange, weird hallway where there's only one or two doors that'll actually open into anything. And it uh, can often feel like you're going to be sitting in traffic for a long time. But if you're staying all at one place or you're, you know, kind of aware of what your driving is going to be, it's also a place where there's not a lot of extra space for humans sometimes. Like you're just kind of standing around sometimes. And there's things to do and places to see, but it's all very uh, specifically appointment. I would say this. Have a headquarters, have a place that you can always get to, whether it's a hotel room or a B&B or whatever you're doing. Don't be afraid to ask other people for assistance with rides, for Uber splitting. Like, I'm telling you, if you're going somewhere and you just yell on the sidewalk, like, is anyone going to WrestleCon now? Someone probably will be going to WrestleCon. Or if you're like, is anyone going to the collective now? Someone will probably be going to the collective. Ask people, make friends. You're all there for the same reason. Save a few bucks so you can buy my merch. Uh, I personally will be trying to stay out of the sun when I don't have to be. Uh, it is not that hot this time of year, but you will sunburn out there in LA. And don't get too high. Uh, there's so much weed everywhere. It is legal. It is open. Uh, if you get too high or dehydrated or you're not eating enough, probably not going to feel great watching hours and hours of wrestling. And if your body's telling you you don't need to be there anymore, you don't need to be there anymore. Don't worry. Will you miss it? Maybe, but it's all recorded and on film, so don't stress that too much. I love it. You're going to do a Mad Lib? Please. All right. I'm not going to tell you what the theme is. I need an adjective. Spicy. Okay. I need to do a noun. Butter. Okay. Adjective. Friendly. Noun place. So pick a place. London. Okay. Adjective. Purple. Another adjective. Dirty. Okay. A plural noun vehicle. Buses. Buses. <laughs> okay. Adjective. Uh, stinky. Okay, adjective. I'm going to say rambunctious. I love it. <laughs> okay, a plural noun. Plural noun? Mm-hmm. Blueberries. I think I'm hungry. And adjective. Sexy. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> plural noun. Oh. Plural noun? Plural noun. Honeybees. Honeybees. Okay, adjective, glossy. There we go. Uh, verb, fornicate. Yeah, right to the nut. Uh, plural noun. Cheeses. Ma- <laughs> Jesuses? No, cheeses. Cheeses. I wasn't thinking about Christ. I was hungry. Cheeses. Have I food loaded this thing uh, too plural much? Plural noun, type of job. Uh, carpenters <laughs> and adjective verb adjective adjective verb adjective nasty give me a verb jumping jumping or would it be jump do jump 
And last adjective. Make it a good one. Grandiose. Okay. Lucy, come here, baby. She she like licking. Miss Mams. Come on. Come on. Peter, I'm excited for this. We've we've made a bit of a mess. Okay. Star Wars. Star <laughs> Wars is a spicy butter of friendly versus evil in London. Yep. So far, so true. There are purple battles between dirty buses in stinky space with <laughs> rambunctious duels with blueberries. Of course. Uh, Vitamin these blueberries C. are called sexy honeybees. Yes, because they're spicy. Uh, oh, wait, no. Um, shit, I lost it. Hang on. This I difficult. lost it. Uh, called rambunctious savers. Okay, blueberries called droids are helpers. No shit. Okay, hang this on. This is this is this nonsense, is a Peter. Mess. Um, it's because I had to type it separately because I couldn't figure out how to edit the PDF of the actual Mad Lib. Oh no! Which is showing me trial how version. Just perfectly put together Mad Lib technology is where if you break out of how they want you to do it, it just everything falls apart. It all falls down. Okay. Um. I don't. How do we get back? Okay. Star Wars is a spicy butter of friendly versus evil in london there are purple battles between dirty buses in stinky space with ram and rambunctious duels with blueberries called sexy sabers yeah i mean all of this sounds completely real at this point honeybees called droids are helpers and i think I think I fucked up in the writing it down. Give me a plural noun real quick. <laughs> Jeep Grand Cherokees. <laughs> okay. Uh, honeybees called droids are helpers and Jeep Grand Cherokees to the heroes. Exactly. Uh, a glossy power called. Okay. We did fuck this up because I'm trying to put fornicate where fornicate can't go. Um, we're, we're calling this. We're scrapping this. Let me tell we you about this. Mad Lips Peter, here's better. what's going to happen. The AI technology is getting us to say all these words so that they can Shit. replicate our voices, which is why you have to talk different every time you talk. And that way they can never replicate what is real. Right? The Jedi... No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's lost. The Jedi are getting taken. Folks, Mad Libs are not the easiest thing in the world. What's the thing called where you say a word fast and then it becomes another phrase? Ooh, what do you mean? Like if I wrote like I and then, and then, you know, like the, like it's, but you say it and then it, maybe that's called mad gabs. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. I think that mad lib broke my brain. We got to look through all these fucking Pokemon cards. That's for you and AJ to do. Uh, last question is for me. 
I love it. For Peter. Anything you're trying to manifest in spring so we can send you some good vibes. Love this. Um. So, yes. Uh, I am just massively behind on everything that I wanted to do this year, which is wonderful because there's been all this other really good stuff happening. Um, but I am launching my, it's so weird to say it, my astrology consultation. Let's go. Um, I've had a name and everything pecked out for quite a while and, uh, soon because the other thing that I've realized is that I have not been, and this has been pointed out to me by several people. Um, I have not been, uh, keeping up with the alien project whatsoever. And Ooh. I actually have a ton of work that I've done on it that I just haven't been doing anything with, which is really silly. Um, so I'm going to break up some of the stuff that I've been doing and get a little bit more organized. And so I need organizational vibes at this moment. We're really. sending you Marie Kondo vibes. And just like the ability to carve out slightly more time for myself, which I, I think is coming. Sometimes it forces you to carve it out. Yeah. You know, it's uh, being productive is productive, but it's not always the first choice, you know? Yeah. Sometimes there's other things that need attention, like walking in the sunshine with Lucy. Exactly. And feeling the breeze as the owls come in at dusk. And will we ever say we wish we had spent more time being productive in those moments? I certainly hope not. But will we find production being just as rewarding to us if we would accomplish it? I'm sure. So we've got to balance it, Peter. What a balance it is. 